One, two, a one, two, a one, two. Check, check, check. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. I think all the mics are sounding nice. We out here, live and free. sounds nice. Indeed, indeed, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is True School. .com, TrueSchoolTV.com, the True School Podcast, your man, Unlearn the World, Ren the Vinyl Archaeologist, we are live and direct in the flesh on this Friday, November 8th, Word. feeling good in the building, trying to close out this year strong, how you feeling, sir? I'm chilling, good. feeling good, feeling good. Good, good, with us is Dreamville Steph, after her long hiatus in the building, thank you for holding down the multiple camera angles that you can see on the live stream if you tune into TrueSchoolTV.com and get all your fixes for all hip-hop video content, whether it's podcasts, interviews, music videos, all of that can be viewed on TrueSchoolTV.com. If you want to get the plug on all the Bay Area hip-hop events and then some disco, funk, soul, all of those things, you can also check out TrueSchool.com. Free tickets, giveaways, all of those things. Yep. Um, yeah, man. We haven't been here for a minute. I've been booked and busy. You've been booked and busy. We, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Tell me what you've been up to. Um, Just... Just a lot of stuff, man. Just a lot of hip-hop education work. Um, you know, shows. I've had a lot of shows. I'm actually on my way to Portland tomorrow. Nice. Opening up for Lil Brother. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, a little bit later. But, um, yeah, just, you know, trying to get things done in, in, in the realm of hip-hop education work. That's really picking up. It's probably the busiest November I've ever had as a hip-hop educator. Usually things kind of, like, wind down mm -hmm. towards the end of the year because you're getting into the holiday season and, you know, schools aren't as... Uh, actively pursuing programming and all of that but what I've seen is that you know the idea of hip hop education is hot in these streets so people are really calling us to do assemblies and Dope. conferences I'm also trying to like set up meetings to enhance our curriculum and, and do other things and you know getting the college thing popping so I'm trying to consult and maybe teach at graduate school in terms mm. of hip hop and hip hop pedagogy and I'm it's lit it's a lit situation so um, you know uh, but we got a lot of things to cover, man. Talib Kweli and Kanye turned uh, turned to Jesus after he got in trouble with the black community. Oh, that's what Talib Kweli's saying. Yeah. Kanye West saying Democrats are brainwashing black people. Um, we'll talk about Kanye West as a whole to unpack that yep. in a minute. Um, Prince hated Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry. I remember seeing something about that. Um, Hip-hop pioneer Dr. Dre, the East Coast Dr. Dre, loses an eye in a fight to diabetes. John Witherspoon will have a little memorial reflection on that. Byron Allen taking over uh, his Breakfast Club interview and what he talked about there. Will Smith linking up with Eddie Murphy and a bunch of music videos. Lupe Fiasco, we have Sway Fest uh, unpacking or coverage, a Big Crit. A lot of different things going on in the culture, man. Um, but we were talking about shows before we, we got on, mm -hmm. on air. Uh, Dreamville, Steph... I haven't seen her in a minute, but she's out and about, booked and busy, getting flued out, all those things. You know what I'm saying? But you spent some time in uh, Las Vegas, right? You was uh, you were doing uh, what, what was the name of that festival there? Um, it was called Day in Vegas. Day in Vegas. Yeah, it was a three day. It was festival. a three day festival called Day in Vegas, which is about right. Yeah, yeah, about right. <laughs> One day in Vegas equates to about three days in life. Um, you just feel older, broker. And yes, broken <laughs> after my, three days in Vegas. My liver definitely hurts. Oh, <laughs> for sure. But you were saying that. Um, well, well, unpack the show for us. Like your your experience of it. You were saying it was like the best experience and worst experience of your life. So Who was the, the headliner? Three headliners were J Cole, Travis Scott, and Kendrick Lamar. But they actually um, canceled Travis Scott last minute. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> but, Damn. Um, it was a great show. All of the performances were amazing. But I would say it was definitely 
<laughs> one of the best and worst experiences of my life because I've never mosh pitted before. And ah. Like, the crowds in Vegas are crazy. That's and a nuts. lot of, I was expecting a lot of like hip hop heads at this festival, but it was surprisingly a lot of just really young white people wanting to turn up. Oh. And it was crazy because like these headliners were playing songs. Like they were playing their like famous songs. Like J. Cole was playing like No Role Models. And some of okay. these people didn't even know the lyrics to that huh. because like, I don't know, that struck me as like really crazy because how are you gonna come to this hip hop festival? Only come to turn up and not respect the artists and their work. And like these people were leaving um, we're leaving uh, Kendrick Lamar show early to go to see. I think it was like Lil Uzi or like Young Thug or something like that. <laughs> this is and sad. it was just like this is a sad reality. It was sad, and like Kendrick Lamar was in the middle of like performing like Element and like some of his like he was classic from, records yeah, and classic records, and it was just it was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot to unpack with what you said. Just kind of thinking about it. Well, it's it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a gift and a curse. Well, it's not even a gift and a curse. I don't really know what it is. And I, I, I open up this for invitation in terms of feedback, commentary, whatever, for those tapping in with us on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, whatever the case is. Where is hip-hop without the young white consumer? Right. This is the question that we perpetually asked. Is it a perpetual conversation in the world of hip-hop about white people in their space in the culture you know what i'm saying but when we do the math and we look at the statistics right we have 85 percent of the music that is consumed in terms of hip-hop is consumed by young white males from 18 to 25 that's the majority of the consumer base right major record labels have made it a point to appeal to that consumer base right so when you go to these shows the only reason people like Lil Uzi Vert or even Vince Staples or J. Cole can get the bags in terms of the money that they're getting is because they have this consumer base right because black America isn't turning up or turning out in those numbers to make it equitable for them right they're creating these tour routes they're negotiating deals with Live Nation and all of that that does not happen without a white consumer base I'm sorry you know what I'm saying and as as creatives as people of color in general we need to make it more of a point to be if, if we're complaining about certain spaces and, and 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 the lack of poc representation we need to support our artists right. you know what i'm saying we need to support our artists it, it amazes me that we we don't even support local artists let alone these big names you know what i'm saying so they don't feel like they can get the kind of money that they're deserving of without having to appeal to this white fan base who may not even be recognizing of their of their catalog, right? Like you were saying, they didn't even know the words. They just wanted, they needed a platform or an excuse to rage, right? Right, And we have to be very careful and, and, and very sensitive about hip hop culture being the conduit for white rage. I, for real, but, I, I'm not, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we can turn up and act irrationally as long as it's under the guise of POC culture, right. right? But then we can leave, put on our suit and ties and go work in the tech world and get our six-figure salaries <laughs> without any repercussion to the bullshit that we just engaged in, right. right? Meanwhile, our POC youth gets locked up in massive numbers for doing the same exact shit in our communities, right? Or other things. So it's, it's, it's a very delicate dance that we have to play with when we deal with the white consumer base of hip-hop culture. You know what I'm saying? And this is a shout out. To, this is not disrespecting to any of my white consumers. I love my white people. It's not even about that. But like recognize like what and, and even for for black people who are always talking about like Lord Jamar from Brand Nubian, always talking about white people are a guest in the culture. Right. Even though white people have been there 
since the in, since it's the onset, right? But then are also responsible for the growth and the capitalization of it, which expanded the culture. So we have to. It's a very delicate dance to play around with. You know what I'm saying? What, um, got, what got me is is how you were saying people were walking out on Kendrick to go check out who Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi Vert. Well, that's you know, unheard of. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but it's crazy from the hip hop head's perspective, right? It's crazy as somebody who loves Good Kid, Mad City. It's crazy from somebody who loves Section 80. It's nuts for somebody who appreciates lyricism Word. and wordplay and musicality, right? Mm -hmm. It's not nuts for the average dude who just wants to rage to some shit. Mm -hmm. It's completely uh, uh, rational. You know what I'm saying? Let me leave the, the, the sleepy lyrical miracle to go with Lil Uzi Vert. And this is not to say that this is not to say that Kendrick is sleepy lyrical miracle. I'm just saying, like, you know, like what one one thing I found interesting is like I, I was teaching a college class on hip hop at Holy Names University, and a lot of my students weren't necessarily hip hop heads, and in their papers they would write often of, oh, hip hop music, I listen to hip hop music for me to get pumped up. Before a game or before like going out. Yeah, like I use it, you know what I'm saying? So people outside of the culture are using the music as a way to feel their aggression. It's a way for them to purge. You know what I'm saying? But the their purging has real world implications for the people who create the music and for the cultures that the music comes from. Is I guess the, the well, basic Everybody wants to let to loose. You know what I mean? Everybody you, wants you, to you let loose. Festival. Yeah, but regardless, right? Everybody wants to let loose. Everybody wants to rage, but not everybody has the luxury to let loose and rage, right? Uh, that's that's my basic point, right? Black and brown people don't have that same luxury of raging and acting irrational in the same way that young white counterparts do. What's irrational though? Well, I mean, it could be anything, <laughs> right? It, it could be anything. For example, like you could be throwing eggs in your neighborhood. Halloween just passed. You could be throwing eggs in they your neighborhood. They weren't throwing eggs now, at in, the concert, were they? Nah, I'm not okay. saying that. This is a completely <laughs> uh, this is a completely exclusive uh, example, right? Mm -hmm. People could throw eggs in a suburban white neighborhood, right? Now, if the cops stop you and you're in a white suburban neighborhood and you're a white kid throwing eggs, oh, he's just being a kid, right? But if you are if you take that same example and you put it in East Oakland or in Harlem, that creates a dynamic where now the cops are involved in this kid's life and this kid has the potential of getting arrested or perhaps killed or injured in the interaction with police for doing the same exact thing that white counterparts do. So, you know what I'm saying? When we talk about young people and their rage, young people and just their desire to just kind of escape it all or just, just relax, you know what I mean? I think certain people, because of the color of their skin, have more luxury than others, right? I, that, and that, that's really what it comes down to. But what happens is our entire industry as a culture is contingent on feeding and creating platforms for white rage as opposed to black or brown self-expression. That's where the diet, that, that's where, hmm. you see what I'm saying? That's where corporate, yeah. That's where the that's where we deal with the corporate the corporate cooptation of hip hop and how it's used and whatever the case is. Like, entertainment is entertainment, you know what I mean. But the way it's used in terms of the larger social engineering agenda is what I always kind of think about. Just as an artist, as a, as a man, it, 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 these are the things to unpack, you know what I mean. And I could be completely being hyperbolic about it and 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 extra woke to it, but I just think there's something to be said about that, right? Like. For you to be in an environment, for you to be a hip hop head and know the words to the lyrics, but then to be in a in a in a surrounding with a bunch of people who don't recognize the cultural value of it, don't 
that that music doesn't stick to their ribs the same way it sticks to your ribs and has the same level of resonance. They're just there to fucking turn up and fuck shit up. You know what I'm saying? And then it causes you to be out here trying to get be elbow deep in a, in a, in a surrounding where you're just trying to enjoy the music because you actually emotionally connect to it in some way or another. So there's, I just think there's something to be said about oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know? I think it's just like a whole bunch of people going like, who, I mean, aren't really, who aren't real fans. Right, and this is also... this is also I mean? That's what it comes down to. This is also to. festival culture, right? Yeah. I, I, I would submit and argue that it's a different behavior pattern True. if it's just Kendrick Lamar at, like, Staples Center or Oracle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, this humongous... Was it outdoors? Yeah, so it's outdoor but thing. But it's mostly hip-hop, though. You know what I mean? So it would be different. I, well, everything's going to be hip-hop. hip-hop. No, no, I mean, say, right, I, I understand that from, like, of, of, of if, it, if it was, like, outside lands, okay, most of the people you don't know on the bill, so you just happen to be just, you know, going across yeah. and no, finding I, these I get new that, but what you don't yeah, really care about. What I'm trying to compartmentalize is, like, the, 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 the real estate that young white rage takes up in terms of the consumption of hip-hop culture. And whether or not hip hop can deal with it, or can exist without it, without white people consuming 85% of the music that's put out there, and it being catered to them, right? Where they don't have a vested interest in the communities that comes from, they don't have a vested interest in the way that this music is expressed, right? They're not privy to or victims of the same level of trauma that has caused these kids to put out the music that they're putting out. You know what I mean? And, and, and even with that, like, the, 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 the music that's being put out, like, are these kids actually going through that or are they just feeding into something that is strategically designed for a young white consumer base? These are questions that I'm just asking. These are more rhetorical questions. I don't really have answers <laughs> to any of this shit. I'm just making... I'm still I mean? trying to get around white rage. You know what I mean? What the, what, that, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> it's young people just being fucking suburban capitalist it's, it's, White people. rage sounds violent. Rage sounds violent, but my point is, my, my basic <laughs> point is that young white people can afford to be violent and it'd be written off as just rebellion. We see, we see that in all types of shit, sports. You know what I'm saying? But that's I mean, my point. Like, white people can get angry is my point. White people can get angry and there's, it, that's fine. Young black kids get angry, we get shot. There's a difference. But you we're know talking what I'm about a concert, people having fun. Exactly, exactly. But that's, whole my whole, wide, that's, uh, that's my whole point. That's my whole point. Then, then, then we have to have to have a conversation about insurance policies on hip hop events versus non hip hop events. True, true. You know what I mean? Like, you know, our organization, Hip Hop for Change, we try to put together like policy to what? make hip hop a, a oh, protected yeah, cultural class. You know what I'm saying? In order to 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 make it equitable in terms mm -hmm. of a gospel event and what they get charged for insurance for events versus a hip hop event, right? You know what I mean? So there's a stigma around young people of color enjoying themselves. Is oh, my yeah, point sure, sure, that sure. we have to pay a high premium for. But when the when when the majority of the people who are consuming the music are young white people fucking shit up. How did that play a role into what we're talking about? You know what I mean? I mean, this is the deep okay. dive into what I we I point really taken. just wanted. Yeah, I, just, I literally just wanted to hear what Steph <laughs> had to say about the festival, right? Like, other than that, like, so J Cole performed, Kendrick performed, how and and J Cole brought out Dreamville. J Cole brought out all of Dreamville. <laughs> yeah. J Cole brought out all of Dreamville. Yeah. Played his like his classics. Um, everyone, everyone was amazing except except Summer Walker. But what? <laughs> So she was late to a 45, she was 30 minutes late to a 45 minute set, sang for five minutes and then left. Damn. Yeah, I know. Well, she, I, I was really she's, bummed out. I think she's going through a breakup. She's healing. I don't know. Something's don't going know. on there. I, don't. I love her, but I was so disappointed.
disappointed because I left one of I left Gold Link to go see her. So Gold Link, I like Gold Link. Like Gold Link is dope. His his last album was really dope. Who else was there? You said Doja Miguel, Cat was there. Miguel, Miguel was there. And Doja Cat, Rico Nasty, Megan The Stallion, that's everyone. Dope. So that's why I was expecting like this lineup was so good. That's why I was expecting the people to be there to like represent i wanted them to also be hip-hop heads but i wanted to like sing along with them you yeah. wanted to you wanted to engage in the communal aspect of right. hip-hop music right. which is that I, i've been saying it for like the last two weeks when i teach classes like hip-hop music is a conduit for community to be built right. rooted in music rooted in like self-expression all these different things you didn't get that no you didn't get like no. the collective like we're all singing the same song right. together yeah. because it means so much for us no, you was like, fighting off dudes in a mosh pit that's funny I Black. You in a mosh pit, the optic I, I of know, you in a mosh know, pit right? is like hilarious. My tiny little self. Yeah. But like I was there for black and people were leaving black. Like yeah, while he was I don't, performing pretty little fears. Like how That's my shit. Did that? J. Cole do his verse? He didn't. He didn't? Did that's that's fucked up. Nah. Yeah, nah. But it was a great concert. They said overall. that's like top five. J. Cole features that verse. Mm -hmm. I yeah, think I, I agree. Verse. I think that's, I would say top three. Verse. Yeah, that's like that was that that verse is like we might have to play that shit because that cry. shit is like I that should go hard. Yeah, that shit is just it goes yeah. hard. Like it just goes hard. Like if you don't feel anything when you hear that right? verse, you have yeah. no soul as a human being. Like, I'm just saying. I think like a big part of this is that like a lot of white consumers look to hip hop because their life isn't as exciting. Like they live in these suburban towns and like. Hip-hop is this, I guess to them, like, the hood. Is it's like a foyer into a very yeah. colorful lifestyle right. that's not so planned out. And I get that. I understand the appeal of it, right? right? I always tell people that your fans either want to be you or they are you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then as an artist, you just have to mitigate, like, well, where's the money at? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, is, is my money in the people who want to be like me or is my money in the, mon in, in, in the people who are me? And I think most hip-hop artists nowadays are determining that the money is in the people who want to be. They who want to live right. vicariously. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, the people who are you, who identify you, they identify you because they're dealing with the same fucking problems. Mm -hmm. So they don't they don't really have the the the, the disposable income to, to go to yeah. these festivals. And which means that I think as an artist, if you want to be more impactful and inspire people, like every single artist who's ever walked the face of the earth has said, then you need to be, you need to make your art a little bit more accessible to those kind of people. You know what I mean? So there's a, there's a challenge there. But Doja Cat's always dope, because and the reason I bring up Doja Cat because she just came out here. She was at the Midway. She headlined. Um, she's amazing. She's amazing. What was interesting about the Doja Cat thing is like she came out during High Row After Dark, which was in the summertime. And it was a bunch of other art, Earth Gang was there. A bunch of local acts were there. It was dope. People received her well. I don't think she was the main draw. I think the whole event in and of itself was a draw. She was like one of the key pieces of it, but she wasn't the main draw. And this again was in the summertime before the song Juicy dropped, right? The Juicy remix featuring Tyga. That kind of set it off. Like that was a hit record for her in the summertime, big record for her, right? So now fast forward, she's literally in the same venue that she played in the summertime. And the crowd now is completely different and much larger. Right, that paired with it was Halloween. Yeah. There was weed involved. She, there's a lot of other, you know, other things going on. You know what I mean? But she was the main person. It was a bunch of DJs and her. It wasn't like a bunch of other artists, right? And the crowd was packed, and they were, you know what I mean? She even said it herself. And I've been there. I've, I've, oh, I've kind of been in in that kind of environment where you're just like looking at the crowd and you're kind of taking in what the fuck just happened. And she had one of those moments on stage, which I appreciated. She's just looking at the. She goes, "This is fucking crazy." Like she just couldn't. Like it was like she connected. Like holy shit. 
You know what I mean? So, but it, it just goes to show like how a certain record, once it's consumed in a way, and once it hits that like viral stream, your career can change literally overnight. They always say it takes you like a lifetime to be like an overnight celebrity, but it can literally happen overnight. Like my favorite example of this is this dude named Hobo Johnson. Have you have you heard of Hobo Johnson? So my story with Hobo Johnson is that he's I I've been aware of him. He's from Sacramento. I've been aware of him as an artist for the last two years. He's actually performed as part of a collective at at like little bar shows that I used to do, right? Last year, in like the spring, he was literally the first opener for a showcase for a for artistic like a art a art center event that was literally no bigger than this room. Like the, the Allen Buford Center in in Oakland is like maybe two hundred square feet. If it's that, it's a closet of a, of a of a of a performance space. And he was the first person to perform. Right? Maybe two months later, I think he does Tiny Desk or some shit, and his it it becomes. It's insane now. You know what I'm saying? He's selling out venues. He sold out the Fillmore. He's selling out like venues all over. Yeah, he was just at the Warfield. He was at the Warfield. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy, the, the Philharmonic, is opening for him like they're doing. And even the Philharmonic, as an opener, was like, yo, if you want to get on the song with me, do it now. Because once I do this tour, it's a wrap out here in these streets. Like He was just letting people know just because just the, the level of attention that you're going to get from that you know what i'm saying and i was talking to somebody who's familiar or very close to hobo johnson he was just like literally his phone he had to shut it off like it was just non-stop in terms of people who wanted him for shows and events and appearances and all of that it just changes the entire dynamic yeah last year he was at a uh, outside lance wow. and yeah so that's huge yeah that, and, you know um, yeah, I actually gave away tickets to the War- Warfield show, and I only posted it once on Twitter, and that shit went viral. Yeah, it was. It's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how you know. And I I always think about as an artist when I, I think about like if I'm personally ready for that kind of moment, right? As an artist, because you you ideal you idealize it, right? And if you're an artist, since you you've been idealizing this moment since you were a kid. Right, but then when you finally get it, it's like what? Yeah, the fuck? sometimes you just like, catch a big break. Yeah, you know? I mean, but just with the, like the little local notoriety that I have now, I sometimes just get annoyed at certain shit. Right, like so I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine being in certain levels and just like what that deal, how you navigate through those kind of spaces and and, and how that changes who you are. I mean, perfect example is Kanye, and we're gonna talk about Kanye right now, right? Like no, Ka- let's, let's let's skip. Let's let's go into skip? some music. Okay, let's go into some music. We're not gonna talk about Kanye. Yeah, we'll talk about Kanye. Okay, then we'll after this music. musical so, break, TrueSchool.com. TrueSchoolTV.com is the website if you want to check out the multiple camera angles. We got Dreamville Steph in the building. Ren the Vinyl Archaeologist. Check out TrueSchoolTV.com for the live feed. Shout out to everybody on Facebook, Instagram, all the things. We got my man Ren the Vinyl Archaeologist. He about to do a little quick mix, and then we're going to get on the other side about that talk about Kanye stinking ass. Let's and get since, it. Since, since we were talking about, um, you know, uh, TDE and, and whatnot, we're going to play some, some, some music. Ooh, TDE, yes. <laughs> True
family love the earth. We came from the dirt. Where the razors burn. Best that they could do is stay alert. Uh, daddy used to push a caddy off of pushing work. I'm like, why you tell this story while we on the way to church? Uh, that went up in smoke. Shit, his daddy name was Blunt. Got hooked on the stones. Rehab for a month. By the time that I was five, my mama was traumatized because her husband balling, but he don't be showing up. Probably where I got my affinity for the trinity. A love triangle experimenting with chemistry. I'ma need both. Boy, fuck it, surrendering. Want a queen for each side. I just love the symmetry when I drop my tape. People gon' go ape. Keep that hoe up on repeat. Like, where the fuck is the B side? Feel like I'm fishing. I'm killing niggas with each line. I be using all three eyes, so I see fine. Got no choice, you gotta stand up When shit get real on the field, you better man up No time for no two, three zone Walk slow, think fast, hit hard Shout out to my goons on them yards going hard My OGs talk, I listen My young rattlesnakes with strong ass venom When they talk, I listen Cause back then I was doing the same shit, champ Really wasn't nothing different, now listen Me and my clique was small as a grain of salt Wonder how we all became close brothers Because we fought We never let no pussy lips come between the covenant Now we going hamburger and all the bitches loving it might go to hamburg germany for the fuck of it spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on some other shit then ride the money train back home my pops raised the fool that's why we live them all through my songs feels good to be alive yeah. i'd rather die than work a nine to five put this on my gray stone let this know i'm real New gang star. When he pulls the trigger, brief second of silence, then you see what he do to niggas. Pistols, rifles, grenades, whatever. He's a killing machine, bought and paid for and clever. And way iller than the last nigga. Smoke a nigga in the club, then dance right past niggas. Once in a while, there'd be one who will stand out. Who's more than psycho, would take any man out. With a certain passion for sending bullets blasting. A certain fashion to the way this nigga wax him. And this assassin gets mad satisfaction from putting all this worthless scum out of action. A sense of pride in his skill. Looks in the mirror and salutes before he rides for the kill. You got the bag pop, I got the thing thing. It's in the sling, here it is, let me let it bring. With the or do a lawnmower style. That's New Gangstar. New Gangstar, New Gangstar. Shout out to DJ Premier. Shout Word. out to Guru. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. We love you. We appreciate you for all of your contributions to this beautiful culture of ours. It is TrueSchoolTV.com. This is the podcast. My man, Ren, the vinyl archaeologist. Yours truly, Unlearn the World. With us is Dreamville Steph. Man in the multiple camera angles that you can check out on the live stream, Hip Hop. Uh, TrueSchoolTV.com If you want to get plugged into all the Bay Area hip-hop events that are popping off this weekend and every week, check out TrueSchool.com Free ticket giveaways All of those things You gotta see it to believe it, folks Tap in, tune in, all of those yeah, things Yeah, we're doing an official launch in the next couple weeks Ooh 
Ooh, is there a party? Is there something saucy going on? Like, can we, can we? You'll see. Oh, to see that, see this guy. Stay tuned. This guy. Okay. All right. I just want a red carpet. That's really all I really want. Okay. A red carpet. Let's do it. I got the red carpet kit in my back, in in, in the back of my car. The kit. I got the kit because I just did. I did my own. Um, I did my music video film festival with the IWAMs. Okay. And we have a red carpet entrance, so you buy kits. You have the backdrop that you get done. You have the red carpet so that people can take photos. So you, it, it becomes a kit because you keep it with you. It's not like it just stays. You got at the, the ropes. Venue. You got the velvet ropes. Well, What's the up? venue ropes come by by virtue of the venue. So okay. you know the venue. The venue <laughs> should typically have the velvet ropes. But you know, but it makes people it makes people feel good, right? Like now, how how often does an artist get to do red carpet? And now it's different because like back in the days, it, a red carpet was like a big deal. Now like anybody can buy a stop and walk. You know what I mean? And pretend like I, you know, I, I follow a lot of Instagram models, so <laughs> I know. There's a red carpet last night at the uh, Tupac Shakur Foundation thing. Oh, what was I that? So talk to talk to us about that. Don't so, just bypass. <laughs> so last night I was invited by Kevin Powell to uh, attend this uh, Tupac Shakur Foundation event where they're relaunching the uh, the nonprofit, and um, yeah, it was it was great. It's uh, put on by uh, Tupac's sister Set, who's. Uh, Who's the you know founder of the foundation, uh, who or, or who's who's you know under her right under her leadership now? So okay, uh, is, it was a great she, it was a great conversation. Uh, conversation. It was just more about the foundation, but also mostly about like mental health. Totally. And, and you know how they're gonna try to like focus on that for the foundation in the future. That's really dope. And yeah. that that foundation is it affiliated with the Roses and Concrete School? Like, is that? Uh, you know, I have no idea. Yeah, because uh, I know that the family was involved in creating that school. So for those who don't know, oh, in right? Oakland there is a charter school called Roses and Concrete, right? Um, they they do a lot of culturally responsive uh, pedagogy, especially with regard to hip hop. They they uh, have a lot of hip hop artists who are staff there. My man Safari Ra, uh, my man Kariga from Soul Development. Uh, I think his his wife, I think all of those teachers, uh, all, all, all of soul development, I think are teachers there, mm -hmm. um, as well as a, a bunch of other people in the uh, Bay Area artistic community are teachers at that school. But the school, from my understanding, was founded by the family of Tupac Shakur. Mm, I didn't is, know that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so shout out for those who know about Roses and Concrete. It's a really dope school. Um, I took my son there once and he was like, I want to live here. <laughs> <laughs> he was so juiced about nice. that school. Nice. But um, shout out to Kevin Powell too, just, you know what I'm saying? Just being a, a continued, continuing to be a voice in the culture. Yeah, no doubt. And taking it to that next level, having conversations about mental health and all of yep. those things which are vitally yeah. important. Check out his books. You Talks know? all about it. All exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Being a voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But speaking of being a voice, right, we were talking about Kanye West. Right, and I, I bring that up. And mental health. Yeah, and mental health. That's great segue. We're the segue <laughs> kings today. We are knocking this shit out. But, um, so... He had a couple of interviews, right? He's on his press rollout. He just dropped the album called Jesus is King. Now, yeah. before we even I'm get rolling into the my interviews, eyes. yeah, before we even get into these interviews, I want to know from the people in this building, having understood and followed or Kanye's, watching the stream, Kanye West's career. And I want to know from the people watching the streams, live stream, Instagram, Facebook, all of that shit. Is Kanye West's current album, Jesus is King, considered hip hop? Wait, 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 wait. I, I want to ask one question first okay. before we get into all that. Right, so we're not going to get into that. The other question is, is Kanye still canceled? Huh. <laughs> Is Kanye still canceled? That's a larger though? question. Okay, so Are you, I don't have you canceled him? I in in, in Personal? terms of like my in terms of like I will never buy another Kanye West album again. Okay, so he, I I don't think I can buy like purchase use my money to endorse his current direction. But you're streaming it. 
Yeah, I'm streaming. You're kind it, of totally. buying it. No, no, I mean fractions of a penny. Okay. Fa- like fractions of a penny. Like what, what are artists really getting paid? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I mean I'm listening. He, I don't think you can cancel Kanye West. To be <laughs> honest with you, right? I think I don't think you can cancel anybody who you say you can cancel. Right, there's not a lot of people you could get. You could cancel the fuck out of Harvey Weinstein, like if, and Bill if, Cosby. If Harvey easy to Weinstein cancel, never, if I if I never hear that name again, it's never gonna change anything in my day. Yeah. Bill Cosby, pre- kind of, sort of, right? I think these are people who are already canceled themselves in our culture and in terms that, of like talk. You can't cancel Kanye West. He's talked about at least once a week every day since he started his career, right? I don't think you can cancel him in the way that we cancel him. Whether you can support him. And his current direction, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? People. So, going, what do you think of this uh, this so new current direction? People going into God, I am all for that. I'm, I am very much also for supporter and being a supporter of people finding some level of spirituality, mm-hmm. some level of calm, and mm-hmm. what, and as and often what what comes with that is a level of zealotry that is often off putting to the people around you, right? I mean, I, I, I talk from my own personal experience. I talk from people around me. I know a lot of people who were born again Christians who was hoeing it up the summer before, but they become born again Christians and then they want to convert you and they want to invite you to church and all of that. And I respect all of that. I don't go to church, but like, you know, I, I mean, I respect the invite. I respect that you're trying to turn. Did you used to go to life. church? Um, no, but I, I converted to Islam when I was like 15, right? Okay. And like most young Muslims, you get all like hyperbolic and you want to debate people and on the facts about religion and you want to like, you want to, you know, and all the, your girlfriends and people that you're with and right, you, you, you get into this like level of zealotry that's kind of weird and perceived nuts. Right, and I think that I think I don't think that's exclusive to Islam. I think that's exclusive to any religion. If you're a Buddhist, I, I don't know if it's the same. I, so you think he's he's super I Jesus? I think he's a born again Christian in the way that most born again Christians have always been historically, in my experience, of born again Christians. I, right? I think that's I, I disagree. It's just magnetized because it's Kanye West as a born again Christian, right? Like it's 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 Christianity filtered through Kanye West, which is fucking scary. Like, can we agree on that at least, right? Like the intensity intensity and hyperbole of Kanye West now affiliated with a religion is nuts. I I, I think it's phony. I think, personally, I think it's phony. It could be. What were you saying, Steph? Right, but yeah, to to your point and and to his credit, right, he has continuously, he has always taking the position that he is a Christian, right? One of his main hit records was Jesus Walks. We recognize that off the rip, right? Big Boy, in one of his interviews recently, he, he Big Boy from, from, from the radio station in LA, I forget mm-hmm. the name of the radio station, but big radio personality, mm-hmm. right? Played a clip of Kanye West in an interview 10 years prior mm-hmm. where he was saying that he was like a Christian revolutionary hip hop, whatever, whatever, whatever. So he's been on this wave. Yeah, for nope. a very long time, we kind Jesus. of yeah, we kind of I should mean, have seen that's it coming. That's been the whole theme. Is I think whole yeah, Jesus I think I think what Jesus. I think what people are what what people are being skeptical of now and turning uh, a, a kind of side eye to is the idea of like, what are you doing this for now? Like, what you know, what I'm saying you were about to get canceled. You were you had the MAGA hat on. You was wilding. Slavery is a choice. All of this shit, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden we're supposed to like completely forget about that because mm-hmm. you found God. Word. Like I'm cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not only Me did you, too. And, and and with most people, there there are people in in the entertainment industry who find God and then they go away, right? Vanity, who used to date Prince, found God, went away, right? Mace was at the height of his career, found God, went away, kind of sort of, right? 
DMX. DMX found God, went away. Like, artists historically find God and they fucking leave because they don't want to deal with this. Because of the fame, yeah, yeah. Kanye West found God and then try to bring it back into it. Like, I'm cool. I'm fucking (laughs) cool. Especially if the music don't slap. Like, it's a different conversation if the music slaps, right? So you heard the music? Yeah, I heard Jesus is King. No, I hated it. I thought it was... (laughs) I think musically, like, instrumentally and the way it's produced, I think it's very high quality as, as most Kanye West bodies of work are mm-hmm. but in terms of a rap album or a hip-hop album or even a kanye west album is fucking trash his last album was trash like his, he's been progressively on the creative decline because of mental health issues and that's something that we have to like we can't like dismiss right like we we all say like we we all dismissively say kanye west is crazy right in the same way that a dude fighting with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend will always say the ex-girlfriend is crazy right it's very it's a very dismissive thing to say even dave Chappelle when he was going through his shit right we all said he was crazy and like that it's a dismissive thing to say when you question or joke about somebody's mental health so i'm very i'm being very sensitive to that to that with that said i i find it somewhat despicable and very questionable when you use your mental health issues and your your finding of religion as a way to capitalize on your brand as an artist. Yeah, that's, that's what where, it is. And I think that's what people, most people across the board, most rational, reasonable people have an exception with, right? Is that Kanye West is using the fact that he's mentally ill and is using the fact that he's a born-again Christian mm-hmm. to try to sell us fucking products. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. That, you know, I mean, I don't think that's the most Christian thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> and even though he says he, he, he does, he's doing it for God, there's still a lot of I and me and I'm a, I'm a fucking creator creative genius still still emanating from his interviews. I'm still hearing that. I'm still hearing that it's still all about you and how great you are. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, (laughs) it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate reality. I just, you know know what I'm saying? Kanye West is one of of those people who like you, you've grown up with and, 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 and it's fair to say like we all grow up with people who we then part ways with. Right. We all have friends of ours and it doesn't mean that there's any ill will towards them or there's no animosity between the people. It's just you you grow differently. You know what I'm saying? Like I have plenty of friends who I can look back in, 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 in photo albums and these were my fucking people like almost like blood brothers. Right. I don't talk to them at all now. And that's not because we don't fuck with each other. It's just we don't talk. Right. Kanye West. I'm fine with me not talking to Kanye. I'm fine with him no longer being in my playlist. I'm fine with him no longer being, you know what I'm saying? But I can always look back in the same way that I can look back at old pictures of friends of mine and say, I remember that time. That was dope. I can go back to college, Rob. I'm like, yo, that was dope. I can Mm -hmm. go back to late registration, graduation, even 808s and Heartbreak or my dark, twisted fantasy. I'm like, that was dope. Where he's going now with Yeezy and fucking... Pablo and all the, the the later bodies of work, I'm cool. I'm mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Kanye West on one level or another in American culture will go down as a visionary, will go down in, in the books as as, 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 as a, uh, a centric in the way that many people were eccentrics, whether they're Salvador Dali or whoever the case is. You know what I'm saying? And also, also to the same level of prestige. You know what I'm saying? In certain instances. But the way that people of color receive Kanye West, right? Him coming from college dropout and being a voice of the people 
the proverbial everyman that we could all relate to, right? He literally changed the narrative of black masculinity within the framework of hip hop music. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, he, definitely. So he, you gotta give him his flowers. For so you seen? Have you seen the uh, Kanye West the Jesus Walks e- episode on uh, Black Thought and uh, no, Quest Loves? I've been new dying thing. to see that series. Yeah, I need yeah. to see that series. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, Black Thought and and and, and Quest Love have a series called like Songs hip-hop, That Shook the yeah, World. Exactly. Yeah, hip hop songs that shook the world, and they give you the behind the scenes look at some of the more important songs in the culture. And one of them is, is Jesus Walks. Yeah, I think it's a great premise. Jesus and, Walks. And basically, yeah. they were like saying. During the that during that time, you know what I mean. Like all you heard was, you know, jiggy shit. You know what I mean. Like uh, the most popular music was uh, uh, what DMX and uh, uh, Puffy, and uh-huh. you know what I mean. So like, you know, when when Kanye came out, he was like the uh, the balance. You know what I mean. The person who like wasn't talking all that shit right, and had exactly. some conscious lyrics exactly. and was it came, it commercial. Came it came as a counter response. Exactly. To 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. They both dropped around the same time. It came as a counter response to the, the predominant narrative in, in, in hip hop music that you had to be a drug dealer, that you had to be a gangbanger mm-hmm. in order to rap, mm-hmm. right? You couldn't be a middle class kid who liked Ralph, Ralph Lauren and Polo and all of that shit. And it spoke to a large demographic. It gave birth to the new school class of rappers that we now love and revere who are in our top five yeah when you he, don't when get, he came out you don't then, get a kendrick without yeah. kanye you don't get a j cole without kanye you don't get drake without kanye you don't get kid cuddy without kanye lupe you don't get lupe without like lupe you don't get any of these people his, without yeah. kanye west yeah you do not you don't even get jay-z in certain parts of jay-z's career without kanye west because he crafted the jay-z sound right blueprint Dynasty album, all of those albums are produced by Kanye West and Just Blaze. So you don't get a lot of hip-hop's aesthetic without Kanye West's influence in one way or another. So you got to appreciate that and always respect that. As to where he's going now, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm all not right. going to be on the, I'm not going to be on the, the ride with him. But you don't know. He could surprise us as fuck and come out a year from now and drop some heat. I'm gonna still support the heat. I may not support. You know, you gotta love the sinner. You love the. He's sinner, still a Trump supporter, though. Yeah, right? he's still a Republican. He's still a Trump supporter. Yeah, whether he's, he's a, saying that them. What, what, what was the line? Democrats. What? No, I, I, what I took exception to in these recent interviews is how he talks about like, um, he turned his back on black culture, and I think he was trying to. The way he was trying to craft it is that he's transcending above like these boxes that people put him in and Mm -hmm. i I can understand that as an artist i can understand that in certain respects but with that said i just think like the the way he's saying it is it's 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 striking such a nerve with people yeah because he's he's already in like hot water with us the the title here on the article is kanye west says democrats brainwash black people and encourage abortion you know what i mean so he's on still he's still on that candace owens shit you know what i mean he's still like you know pushing this right wing be a conservative that's you know come on black people come ride with me on this conservative fucking no, train. i don't think but see that's i, I don't that's think that's what he's talking about no though. he is he he's, he is a conservative <laughs> but i don't think he's trying to encourage black america mm-hmm. to join his conservative agenda yeah i know i think he's like yo let me live if i want to be a conservative like let me live i'm still your brother just let me live in my in, in my world my interpretation and don't try to stone me for the fact that i want to be a conservative you know what I'm saying? Which I respect. If you want to be a conservative, there's plenty of people in black culture who are conservatives. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty. Like, that, that just goes on 
throughout history. So we there's people who we love and admire who may have conservative viewpoints in certain things, right? Farrakhan we love and respect, and he has conservative viewpoints that aren't necessarily the most progressive things, but we love him in the culture as Minister Farrakhan, as an offshoot of Nation of Islam, Malcolm X, all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so there's people in our culture or in black culture in particular that have conservative views that we respect and we 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 revere. I think what we take exception to when it comes to Kanye West is the complete 180 fucking meltdown that we've experienced in our eyes, right? We prop people up so much in our culture and just generally as messiahs to our own existence that when they disappoint us, we don't even know. It creates an existential crisis in us. Yep. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which means that you just gotta like start fucking with your own shit and stop like following people who are eventually going to disappoint you, right? <laughs> they're human beings, like they're fucking human beings, and let's let's get out of this hyper woke, hyper politically correct world that we're in, where we think that all of our heroes are gonna say the right thing at the right time all the time. They're not. They're fucking human beings who are gonna do a lot of fucked up shit, right? You're probably sleeping in the bed with somebody who fucked you over a lot worse than Kanye West, but you're more mad at Kanye West than the person you're sleeping in bed with. Real shit. I'm. I, we keep it real today. <laughs> True school, man. True school. Let's yo, get into so, some music. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my Let, rant. <laughs> I'm on my bullshit today. Yo, yo, so so since we're talking about Kanye, let's let's go into Lupe, that new Lupe drop. Brand new Lupe video. But it's not brand new. It's, it's actually okay. been kind of like, you know, one of these things that's been in on the shelves. And uh so but he he, he I need that extension cord so I could play right this there. right here. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's right here. So we get into. So this is not new Lupe Fiasco. It's this kind of old new Lupe. Okay, where's the cord? It's okay, the end. I see. The other end. The other end? You sure? Oh wait. No. Yeah, plug that in. This is TrueSchool.com, TrueSchool TV for all your hip-hop content needs, whether it's music videos, interviews, podcasts. Check out TrueSchoolTV.com. You can check out our live feed with the multiple camera angles. Person by Dreamville Steph over here. Shout out, salute. Appreciate you for all the work you do and everything you contribute. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get into some uh, semi-new Lupe fiasco. Hey, Lupe. Um, you can check this out on TrueSchool.com in the video section. And um, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Chooseco.com. We'll close out with this one. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. We do this show every Friday. Every Friday, hopefully. Like the Arabs say, inshallah. <laughs> hopefully. Like, yeah. the intentions are there to do it every Friday. But yeah, brand new Lupe, semi-new Lupe. Check it out, trueschooltv.com. Peace to everybody tapping in and tuning in on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Make sure you follow trueschool.com. That's school with a K. On Instagram, Unlearn the World, Rend the Vinyl Archaeologist, all of those things. Shout out to my man Stanley Epkins in the building. I see him. You know what I mean? I'm in Portland this weekend, opening up for Little Brother. You know what I mean? It's lit. Fuck with me. Peace and love.